This is the four seasons of epic fantasy, season one, episode four. Ooh. All right. Okay. Four seasons of epic fantasy, right. season one, episode we don't know yet. Where's the dead cat? I am. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> still alive. It's still alive. <laughs> Not for long. <laughs> Raphael's got to decapitate and rip the skull out, and then we will put it over the microphone. Turn it into a golem. I am a Thomas of the um, fabulous luscious locks. Thomas of the Thomas tribe. Thomas of the tribe of Thomas. And I work for a company called Thomas Arts. No, I don't own it. And I'm so. Leah, the destroying destroyer of cars. Jeremy and I have a cold. He does. <laughs> yeah. I love that introduction. Got the potion again. And then <laughs> and oh, I, I'm Raphael. I'm just I'm just a dude. Timer's going right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. You're just a dude. I'm just. <laughs> well, I just hope a I'm a dude. dude. <laughs> <laughs> Last time you checked. Last. It's been a while. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh, this podcast is already starting. It's already getting weird. It's <laughs> Where's the dead cat? Anyways, I, I guess today we're going to just talk briefly about um, what makes an author successful apart from the sheer raw talent of writing. Can, 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 I, can I make one quick comment about talent yes. before we talk about the other things? Let's do it. Um, in my opinion... Okay. Uh, and maybe this is because other people writing them talented, but <laughs> talent's a lot of BS. Um, work, 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 work. If you read the first stuff I wrote, you would not say that I'm talented, and you should say, you would say, Thomas. D- choose a different walk choose of a life. different work <laughs> work, line work, work work breeds talent Ooh. is what I'm thinking it's not and that there's not work it and there's not talent it's, it's both one breeds the other and it's it's you had something to begin with yeah regardless okay. well talent isn't something that people just have I think it's something that you create that by working like you said you gotta work to to have the talent you can see an amazing artist they're not amazing because they just woke up and decided to do something one day you know what I mean and they're like, look how amazing I am. That doesn't happen. No, they work for it. This guy doing sculptures over here, you know he worked his butt off to get Probably that for, good. for many years. Mm-hmm. And that's the I'm thing. I'm going to say, how many of you uh, wrote while you were little? Oh, gosh, I yeah. I did. I was, I was selling I comics in elementary yeah. school. And it was horrible. <laughs> horrible stuff. <laughs> when I go back I and look at it, I was like, this like, is terrible. Everything I wrote in high school is so derivative. It's like Harry Potter meets Lord of the Rings meets Sky High. You know, oh. like, oh, so in essence, we've been practicing since we were little. Oh, yeah. Um, so to say, yeah, talent, I agree with you guys. Talent is a result. Mm-hmm. It isn't necessarily the, the beginning. Um, yeah. But there's multiple ways to develop talent. You can't just generally categorize it as work, 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 work. As an author, there's various avenues to, to develop yourself. Um, networking um, with positive results or negative results even. As long as you're networking, you know, hopefully you're getting good results. I think that's a great way to, to develop talent. Um think another really big way to develop talent as well along to that is to learn the industry mm-hmm. I mean study it until you you know everything about it you know and that takes years but until your eyes burn until your eyes burn yeah <laughs> um, don't worry they get better I think um, I, I think another big one is to be willing to throw yourself out there in the social world develop your social footprint and be yourself and be a, the real you out there and people that agree with you will flock to 
that. Um, I don't know about being the real me all the time. No? Vulcans no. are cool. <laughs> Did you just call me a Vulcan? You were talking about it yesterday. Was I? Yes. I think so, yeah. <laughs> Call yourself a Vulcan? No, yes, I think Sheila did. Sheila called me a Vulcan, a Vulcan and Bobby called yes. himself a Klingon. Okay. That's right. Yes. Okay. Sorry. It's I mean, better being a Vulcan than identifying yourself as always having a cold. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jeremy. Maybe next week. <laughs> Poor Jeremy. I'm always ready for a nap. Yeah. That's because I have sleep apnea. Yeah. Ta da! I always, anyway, I identify myself by my hunger. I'm always hungry. Me too. I am always hungry. Yesterday I was sitting over there just starving all day and I'm like, I need some chicken, guys. I need some chicken right now. My wife's like, you ate two whole pizzas. I literally saw you unhinge your jaw and swallow the box whole. Like a snake. Yeah. And I'm like, and you're now like drooling looking at like ads for food on your phone. I'm like, yeah. So how did we get onto pizza? Oh, sorry. Because we were, because you were initially bringing up, I'm going to get us back on top. All right, tell it. I'm going to be that guy. Because um, he was being himself. Yes. Okay? I was being myself. She was being yourself. Um, you, you, we, we kind of began this podcast talking about, apart from raw talent, what does it take to succeed? You talked about networking. Um, what, 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 learning what, the business. Go ahead. Yeah, so I said networking. Well, but what about each of you? Uh, what, what, what do you think is is a big, uh, apart from being just you no know, a good writer? What, what develops that talent? What can you? What work? do you have to do to develop that talent? So, I think for me, uh, this is Thomas. The biggest thing, hi, I'm Thomas, I'm a writer. Um, <laughs> hi, Thomas. Um, hi, Thomas. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, for me, the biggest thing, um, a lot of times we look for a one-and-done answer for things. Like, oh, well, if I just read this one book about writing, then I'll be a great writer. Or if I just take this one workshop, what makes you a good writer or what makes you successful is having the right habits. You, the goal should not be to write a novel, though that's a sub-goal. Your goal should be to write every day. Um, your goal should be to edit all the time. Your goal should be to submit all the time. <laughs> um, your goal should be to read books all the time, read books about writing all the time, have a steady diet. Like, you can't have Thanksgiving dinner and be good for three months. Like, right. you, you, and the thing is, those small everyday habits build up. Like, I've read probably 15, 20 books on plot structure, and that helps me a lot with outlining now. I don't adhere to any one of them strictly anymore, but I've read a, almost as many books on grammar and prose and writing and stuff. Can I cut into that, actually? I think, yes, tagging along with what you're saying, reading books outside of your genre that you write in is really big. For example, uh, take an autobiography where someone is diving into the depths of their own personal growth or um, descent, you know, into, into madness. madness or whatever. You're, like, <laughs> you're getting to see natural human development. Um, you're seeing how it works in real life, how they react to things in real life. I think that's a great way to study character development. So, but yeah. Um, so read another genres. Yeah, I want to only half disagree. 
Nah, quarter disagree. Quarter um, disagree? Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I don't want to read romance. I, I don't want to read a lot of historical fiction. Um, but I think reading non-fiction, well, here's a the lot thing. of that is soothing. You have, you have romance in fantasy and in science fiction. What a great way to develop your romance scenes and to develop the character growths between or the the degradation of of of, of, of you know a character's um, um, connection to someone is by reading romance. That's a great way to do it if you read the right books. But but can I read? I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. Of course. Um, can I read a? fantasy novel that has great romance plot of course I think I think that's great but you're gonna get a deeper understanding of those sub genres that you're gonna find in fantasy such as romance or thriller by reading outside the genre because they have these authors are focusing specifically on that genre so they have a uh, professionalism they, they have a deeper understanding of of perhaps those those subgenres a romance author is gonna have a lot more um, depth in the emotional growth uh, between two characters than I think a fantasy author who's really great at romance. The fantasy author might do great at romance and I don't say don't read his work but I say in addition to reading his work read the romance novel as well. You might It might not be something that you like and yeah, I hate personally I, I hate reading romance novels. I find a lot of them a lot of times are really corny or cheesy or over sexualized <laughs> but there's also great romance writers that show you how love can affect someone yeah. in a good way or a bad way. There's and something I, to be said for focusing, reading something where somebody focuses on a specific aspect like mystery or romance or thriller, pacing, that stuff. Or like just strictly steampunk or strictly science fiction. And fan, um, see how uh, this, these science fiction writers, how, how detailed they get with their, their the facts that they that they uh, write about, you know. And let me tell you about the booster rocket on my rocket ship and all the, the details behind it, you know. That, that stuff is amazing, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, I just say don't turn anything down just because it's outside of your interests because you can always learn from it. Yeah. But um. But what what about you, Jeremy? What do you, what do you think is is something that um, helps an author develop talent outside of you know just writing? For me, a lot of uh, a lot of my learning. My, uh, I don't like to read uh, while I'm writing. Uh, writing, reading is a distraction for me. I will like parrot whatever I've written or read almost word for word almost as I'm reading it, writing in my book without meaning to. So I have to not write. So I find that to help me in my writing, I've found that watching people, we talked about this before in another podcast, but just seeing how people react helps me understand how to write a person in a story. Or watching how a group interacts with each other helps me to understand and to, as a writer, write characters. so I guess it's not really studying or learning how to write, but learning what to write for me uh, helps me as a writer. Um, 
That's cool. I've, 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 heard, I've heard that with a lot of writers, the reason why they do read while they write, even though they start mimicking the other writer, that they say that it's not necessarily a bad thing because it helps them find their unique voice as a writer. Um, like, I loved, loved, loved Brian Jacques growing up. He wrote the Redwall series. I don't know if you've ever read that or watched the cartoon version. Medieval Mice. Yes, I loved it growing up. I thought it was such a, a cool a cool thing because he, he put so much detail on his world building. And I found that with my early writing, I mimicked a lot of his styles. Um, the way he would describe food and, and music and poetry within his fantasy worlds. I mimicked that a lot. And I didn't... And Well, for me, I'm a big fan of his. So I was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to sound, sound like him. This is awesome. But, but um, you know... I, I slowly actually went away from that and found my own voice from it. So, but um, I understand where you're coming from, though, because it, it's it can be really easy to distract yourself in the process. It's it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. What what about you, Leah? What what do you think is a is a way that authors develop talent um, outside of just writing? Now we've talked about um, reading about. I think we talked a little bit about marketing. We talked about reading other materials. What what what, what do you think is? A I big think one it's for you? being willing to torture yourself into experiencing things that you might not want to experience. <laughs> because I mean, you can't you can't accurately write about something unless you've you've done it or experienced it or done enough research on it. And at least in some measure. Right? Yeah, exactly. So maybe it, you haven't I lost mean, a child, but you've lost a dog. Yeah, you you have to be you have to be willing to really put yourself in some some uncomfortable situations. Sometimes I go and stand on the edge of the cliff and look down. You know, I like that. Like, I like that phrase. Physically experiencing things. Um, so I was trying to write a short story many, many years ago. So I used to smoke. Like ten years ago, I used to smoke, and I quit ten years ago. Um, but I was trying to write a a story about a character who. You know, it's just a really, really short one. That's about when my wife smoked. About a character who... Oh, God. <laughs> it's okay. About a character who, um, she, you know, broke down on the side of the road, got a flat tire, was out of cigarettes, and I was like, well, I need to really know what it feels like to not have any when you really feel like you need one, or to let your, make yourself not have one when you want one. So, I purposely went almost an entire day without smoking, and I about killed everyone around me. But You were getting I, angry? Yeah. I, I needed to, I wanted to feel what that, and I was writing down what I felt as I was experiencing going through the withdrawals, you know, so, and I really think that turned out to be one of the best short, short stories I ever wrote. That's awesome, that's amazing, you took a personal experience and you were able to probably put a lot of emotion into it. Yeah, because I was in a really bad mood because of it. Yeah. I, think, I think that's so cool, I know, but, I, know uh, I know. Stephen King does this, he does a lot of outside research and he's plugged mm -hmm. himself in a lot of uncomfortable situations to develop the the knowledge and the information to, to write his books, you know, from a professional sound, having a professional sound behind it. Like, people will read his books and be like, he knows what he's talking about, when necessarily he might not really know what he's talking about. He yeah. might not be an expert, but he's put himself in the, in the shoes. Yeah, so. and that's what I, I find if you really want to, to develop talent, among with all the other things we've talked about, you have to have experiences. And they have awesome. to be real. You can't write stories about people who go out, yeah, go out and experience the world if you haven't you experienced haven't. the world. Exactly. You, you, yeah, you can't write about that stuff if you're, you know, just in a cave. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And nothing, nothing much beats actual experience and you know tactile situations. Um, the one other tactic I want to I want to mention before we uh, wrap up this episode um, is one thing that I've done. 
is I've taken like 50 pages from a book of a writer that I like. Um, I get it on Kindle, so I open it on my Kindle app on my computer, have that on half the screen, and I have a Word doc on the other half. And I speak it out loud and I type it up word for word. Like 50 pages. I've done this with Brandon Sanderson and Brent Weeks and Patrick Rothfuss. And that actually harkens back to the Renaissance, back when people were learning to paint. It's like, okay, here's a piece by Michelangelo. Copy it. Exactly. As close as you can get. And when you start doing that, you start to like not just read, but your your whole body, your your brain, your speaking, your typing is repeating the rhythms and patterns and I never thought of doing that. Tactics of the other writers. Yeah. And you don't have to you know, that doesn't mean you'll copy them like in your own style, but you'll be like, Oh, every time he wants to do X uh, you know, the, the writer, she does the X, Y, and Z to set it up, so. That's an interesting one. I've never done that either. Uh, yeah, it's it's fun. So, and analyzing the grammar of other people's writing is really interesting. Sorry, go ahead, Jeremy. I, I think overall, after everything's said and done, it's that persistence. Uh, you just have to want to, to keep going. To keep going. You well, have to have that Jeremy's desire. our poster boy for persistence. Well, five novels on 15 minutes a day. I, 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 wrote, I wrote a blog post about this, and I, I, keep, I know I keep beating the, the, the dead horse, but um, the topic was success by attrition. And I emphasize that it's not about outlasting other writers because you're not competing against other writers you're competing against yourself you're trying to outlast yourself because um, you're going to hit a lot of snags and a lot of difficult times in your writing career you're not going to get the success you want right away people are not going to notice you right away you are not going to you know, unless you're one in a million lucky, you know, stars have aligned for you. It's not going to happen. You know, you can't plan for that to be the case. So you are going to have publishing days. publishing gods have reached down and plucked you up from the new models. Right. I mean, there, there's times where I get amazing reviews on Amazon on the Goodreads. And then there's times where I'll have a Goodreads review where the person will just do everything in their power to destroy me as an individual. And you're like, I hate writing. And so... Um, it's it's you know you have to outlast yourself. You have to outlast um, your delusions and and the suffering. And I think the people that outlast are the ones that actually succeed. So awesome! Yeah. I love that. Any other uh, any other final thoughts? No. All right. I have no That's thoughts. Perfect. You have no thoughts. They're all gone. Uh, you close it off for us. Too loud. Okay. Well. This has been four seasons of writing epic fantasy, and may you persist in your creative endeavors. Where's the dead cat? <laughs> <laughs>